Four Midwest Guys presents... Star Trek Picard Review Welcome back to Ford Midwest Guys Presents Picard, Star Trek Picard Review. Today we'll be reviewing uh, Season 1, Episode 6, The Impossible Box. And with me always to help me is Mr. Brian Ingebauer. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's going on, B? Not much, man. How you doing? I'm doing good today. Good, good. Ready to talk some Star Trek here? Ready to start some Star Trek. Star Trek Picard. Some, some Picard. Picard. All right, so... Picard. Um, this episode review, usually we kind of go scene by scene. Uh, this time, there's kind of an overall theme throughout the entire... Uh, episode that I kind of picked up on this is it's the whole thing is kind of like a big Rubik's cube, right? And they, even all you've got the the uh, the Borg ship, which acts like a, a Rubik's cube, and you also notice that the characters themselves are kind of going through their own maze or Rubik's cube. Or the cube is kind of the the uh, the overall theme, if you will. Yeah. So we're gonna look at that from each perspective of each character as we go, and be able to review the episode at the same time. So let's begin with uh, Narek, and Narek finally finds a way to unlock uh, Soji's secrets. So uh, he, he discovers her dreams, and he kind of puts the connection that she's dreaming, and then that he makes the connection because he knows so much about her, and he's trying to get information out of her. That Soji, this is how Soji deals with like her human side versus her synth side or android side so to speak right the, the the way the way that um both sides are trying to figure out which one's real yeah and the dream is how they reset themselves kind of yeah it's 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 kind of like a i don't know it's it, it's like your conscious versus your unconscious self because her unconscious self is obviously the android where her conscious self is the program to be actually human mm -hmm. and be a real person so to speak. So they're, it's kind of used that way. Um, we've seen it before um, back in TNG days, Data uh, would dream. Um, and it was, in fact, if I remember right, he's like electrocuted and it activates it mistakenly. Mm -hmm. Right. But it was part of uh, his creator, which was Dr. Soon's, um, it was his, uh, it was part of his later programming to introduce to him to help him become more human. And Data uses the dream to uh, interpret things and he continues to dream so it, it is definitely something we've seen before with the androids and part of the the the, uh, the perfect android programming if you will that was uh, data um, so Narek decides that he's going to use this forbidden at least he says it's forbidden forbidden Romulan meditation technique and here we go again with the words uh, the Zalmak I guess yeah well it's not it's not a um, forbidden 
um, for Romulans to use, but it's forbidden for, for outsiders. outsiders to use. Or, or as the guard calls it, round, round ears. Round ears, right. So it's kind of a, I don't know what you would call it, Brian. It's kind of like a, a meditation walk. Yeah, there's well, like different stages. Yeah, well, it reminds it reminds me of like when you're putting somebody in like a, in like a hypnosis, and but this was more more so of a it was an awake hypnosis, yeah. but it was like you know when you you see him back and lay back in the chair and then you say you know the count of five you're back in your in your room what mm -hmm. do you see now what's behind that you know and he kind of just kind of kept pushing her through and every every turn it was like in this diagram on the floor was a specific like stop like point to stage yeah like like okay now that we've gone that far we know what we've seen the next stage is to follow through and the next stage is to look to the left yeah and it was it was kind of it was kind of interesting I, i've never i had never seen that before but it was kind of interesting to watch her you know walk the path but i did think it was kind of corny that her path fit the exact the layout of the diagram yeah it was almost like um but it's almost like it's 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 done in stages to help a person because even he's like you've now reached and he would yell out yeah. some <laughs> romulan yeah. yeah you've now reached <laughs> you've wrong reached this stage and it's like each stage helps them determine their reality like it's almost like a dream walk well it's i guess more it's more like a focused dream walk yeah so it's like now that we've learned what this right, guided is, guided meditation. Yeah, maybe. like now that we learn what this is, this next step is forging forward, basically. Right. right. So let's forge forward, and then at the end he's like, "Now we've gotten to the look around." You're entering. You know, yeah. Yeah, like hypnosis. Like yeah. You said. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, it's uh, kind of interesting, but he is able to get out of her because she she ends up looking up through her skylight, and then this is the thing he's been waiting for. He's she sees two red moons and lightning storms, mm -hmm. which for them is a big clue to where her home world might be, because there's probably not a whole lot of home worlds that have a lot of lightning storms. Right, which we which we see in, in the picture, like while while they're watching on camera, Narek's sister. Yeah, and she goes, "Well done, brother," and then yeah. she's like computer find yeah all, all planets all planets with two red two red sun or two red moons and lightning storms or something whatever yeah. she said yeah and then you see her close the screen and walk away yeah it's already starting to tabulate right yeah. and what's funny is like he feels at that point that that's he's done his job that's that's all he needs that's all he needs from yeah. her but you could tell he's torn sure because he has feelings for her yeah yeah and he, he confesses as much mm -hmm. um and when he goes to kill her with his own little Rubik's Cube, he opens it up and it's, I guess it was red radiation or mm -hmm. some sort of radiation yeah. or yeah. something that was meant to kill her. And because uh, when she, she she gets out of it, they're like, can we go after her? He's like, no, the radiation. Are you crazy? Yeah. No, not yeah. a good idea. Because he, he, she actually ends up activating at the end of this. Yeah. So, um, so let's move on to Soji. Speaking of Soji, let's move on to Soji. Uh, Soji discovers she's not real. So with the manipulation help from Narek, she discovers that these phone calls that she's been having with her mom are actual phone calls, but they only last 70 seconds. Every no, time. they're not actual phone calls. Well, she's, he says they got logs of phone calls that last 70 seconds, though. Right. And so he, she's and calling he, something. Well, nothing's going outgoing. There's no outgoing. Did he say that? Yeah, he said there's no outgoing transmissions from the cube. Hmm. He goes, however, we do have a... a whatever he called it, an inner transmission mm -hmm. that lasts 70 seconds. So she's still seeing that in the yeah. brain then? Yeah. Okay. So I, th I, I saw it the other way. I didn't pick up on that part. That's mm -hmm. interesting. 
Okay, so yeah, so she. Did. But anyway, because of all this, it leads her down the path of taking out all of her, all these pictures she has of her as a kid, drawings, pictures. I think she even had like a lunchbox full of pictures, like you would have when you're a kid of memorabilia. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, of, of her and her sister and her and her mom. Um, and, yeah, and, you know, and her. She didn't have anything of her dad. Yeah, that was interesting. There was nothing of her dad, and she said, "I can never see my dad's face." Yeah. And and uh, so teddy bears and. There's random things that she had in her room, like pictures on the wall of stuff she's drawn. Yeah. And yeah, and she scans everything with that she's scanner like and says carbon dating everything, yeah, yeah to say how old it is. Thirty seven thirty seven months, months old. Thirty seven months. months old. Thirty seven months. And it's like What? Yeah. Yeah. It, you know what's funny is that was I thought when she scanned the necklace. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I thought the necklace was scandal older. Older, like it was somebody else's at one point or something. Right, but I, the only reason why I thought that because that was that was her dad's gift to the two sisters was you know to show so, that yeah and 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 that was should be older than three years because he left at um when the mars attack thing was which is what how many years ago 15 well that 18? was that was like 15 years ago okay so he left then and the doctor dr sanji or whatever was his name soji no girardi dr girardi yeah knows what that necklace is mm-hmm so that necklace should be older, you would think, than thirty-seven. Well, the only reason why I say that is yeah. because I, I, I thought that she be, she would say, you know, um, you know, it would say like four, 15 years, whatever, fifteen years, right? And she'd yeah. be like, like just kind of look at it, yeah. And then the dude would come in, they go do their thing, yeah. and then later on when she meets Picard, the, the necklace, then she would see the necklace and know that that's older than three years, so she would go with Picard. I see what you're saying. I see where you're going with it. Um, the only thing I can offer up is that he just simply replicated it at that point, or which could it, be, yeah. yeah, give me two, yeah. So, uh, or just made the decide to make that symbol a necklace, right? Because I think uh, Gerard even says that's the symbol for whatever kind of cloning. Mm -hmm. that, I forget the name now. Um, so yeah, so she discovers everything is thirty-seven months old. Her her life her life is a scam suddenly, mm -hmm. which is what leads her to Neric, which we talked about earlier, right? Um, so let's talk about Picard. This was the most interesting to me in this whole whole episode. I thought Picard comes face to face with his past in the Borg. Um, going to this reclaimed Borg cube is we find out the last place Picard wants to go. Obviously, right. I mean he was a you know it uh, shows he still has very deep old wounds and prejudices against the Borg. Even he goes you know the Borg don't. There's this conversation he's having with Eleanor and Doctor Girardi, and he's like the Borg don't change. They're monsters. They assimilate coolly with, you know, within hours, and they um, metastasize. Meaning he's comparing them to cancer. Even mm -hmm. I mean that's how he looks at them. Um, and then we we go further down into the the scene and where he brings up he's researching how he's going to get on the Borg cube, and he starts going through all the pictures of the Borg and stuff. And first he sees Hugh and he's happy, and then all of a sudden the next picture shows up and it's it's him as Locutus. A Borg, which was when he was assimilated back in TNG, it's kind of Picard's Darth Vader, right? It's his right. alter ego that he was given after being assimilated by the Borg. So, and I love the shot they did of, uh, of that because it was holographic and you were seeing the other side, so you could see half the face of normal old Picard and then the younger, yeah, Lacutus Borg version. So I thought that was really super cool. I don't know what do you think about this whole whole sequence and yeah, just well, a deep dive back into that that 
that storyline. We yeah. we knew it was going to happen because you know with, with the whole Lakitas thing. But it was it was very cool to watch him. Um, you know, as the whole shot started on his right hand side, mm-hmm. went all the way around him and came all the way back around the side. So when he started looking at that Lakitas picture, it lined up perfectly, and then it was almost like a like a mirror, mirror image, and he could just and then he put his hand on his face like he was he could feel feel it feel it again. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very like it brought you back to that time i think even if you hadn't watched you you could tell that he's he's terrified he's terrified of this of the borg mm-hmm. um that he used to be a borg mm. what did that entail like what did that mean because you're looking at all these other other xbs mm. and you're like wow they were really dismantled right. why does he look different mm. then now you can see why he looked different right um you know i really it was really interesting to watch this whole like Picard's whole transition through this whole movie, this this whole movie, this, this whole episode, episode play out. Uh, we saw the one time when he was when he was having flashbacks, mm. such as no handrails. Yes, because apparently that's what we fucking do in space. Like Star Wars, <laughs> yeah, and Star Trek. Yeah, the safety committees don't we, yeah, exist. We yeah. don't have we don't have handrails. <laughs> and Picard almost fell, and then he got grabbed by the Borg. He thought he was, was being assimilated, assimilated again. again. He's like, "Get let go, let go!" And then Hugh yells, They're, "They don't want you to fall." Yeah, I think this is a uh, this shows uh, such a different side of, of Captain Picard. Up to this point, he's always been cool. He's always been confident. We've seen him tortured even by the Cardassians at one point, and he never broke. We we saw him emotionally. The Cardassians. Did I say Cardassians? Yeah. Cardassians. <laughs> Cardassians. Ooh, that's a different kind of thing. You lose your balls there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> or you go crazy. Nor Sorry, you go- Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in this case, we see Picard in a, a completely different... He's actually physically terrified. He's shaking. He's emotional about it. It's just a side we don't see mm-hmm. uh, ever, uh, which is uh, makes it that much more interesting. And, and it's one of the reasons I really i am loving this show is because we're seeing so much more of the Picard character um, than we've ever seen before. What do you think about the whole... When you saw that, that just totally terrified Picard, Brian, whether that... Did that take you back? Take you off guard, or did that? Did you just kind of expect it? I just kind of expected it because the way he was talking about it the entire time. Yeah, you can just tell it's it's nowhere he wants to be again. It's one of those um, you know PTSD kind of situations where you know you don't ever want to be in that situation again. Like when you see somebody get in a car accident, they have a really hard time getting behind the wheel again, or right. you know, or they get there's a, there's an accident somewhere with them and a family member and they don't want to go to the lake anymore or post-traumatic yeah post-traumatic i think that's kind of what he's dealing with is his, his version of ptsd yeah except his version of ptsd is deeply rooted in the board and he can still kind of feel them yeah he can hear you know to me it seems like let's see go back to the car wreck thing it, it would kind of be like if like i you know you break your arm mm-hmm. and you had to have a steel steel plate put in yeah and you can feel the steel plate Mm-hmm. For years, you, you yeah. may not be able to see it on the surface anymore. Yeah, but I can still feel that it's there. Right, you know what I mean. I can feel it's there. It's a part of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's what he's going through. He knows he he can feel parts of the board are still, still there. Yeah, even though on the outside he doesn't look like. Th- which, which goes back to uh, the last episode about the whole humanity thing. Yeah, I try every day. You know, right? That, that whole whole thing and and whatnot. Um, so uh, that brings us up to Hugh. Obviously, Hugh mm-hmm. to the rescue. Helps Picard out of his delusions, offers his support and friendship to him, and he says it's nice to see a friendly face, you know. And they, he says, you know, it, I'm going to help you. I don't know why you're here, but I'm going to help you. Oh, okay. So before that, yeah, when he was up, when he was when he walked across the plank, yeah, right, and he walked the other side. 
did you notice there was a Borg that woke up? Down below, yeah. And yes. I was, I was like, I was like, oh shit. That's what. And that's yeah. exactly. What I was. I was like. But apparently, he was just there to help keep him from falling. Well, no, because the ones that were helping him didn't have any kind of. Oh, you think that was really? I think maybe one of them woke up. And like set off on a an alarm. An alarm. Cutis is there. Yes. See, I just thought he was one of the guys that helped him across. But he, the but bridge. he wasn't because like when he when he woke up, he still had he still had the pieces on. Yeah, I, I and, noticed that. And, but then when you go up to the one where Hugh was like, they're just trying. They don't want you to fall. They didn't have any of that. They were already XBs. Yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting for the, what's coming next. Like you mean like like what could could that have been a thing to um, you know, trigger a beacon for the Borg to come back? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's how it ends darkly. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Good point, though. Yeah. Keep moving. <laughs> um, but uh, Hugh kind of shows him the good side of, of what's happening at the, at this recl this reclaimed Borg ship, right? He shows yeah, the reclamation project. Yeah, he shows Picard that they're they're human, that the Borg are actually are human or alien, whatever you want to call it. They're right. alive. Um, right. You know, by removing them from the machine... And then he's, they're being unlocked, if you will. Mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're being unlocked from their their, their prison, their cube. And, and Picard realizes that the collective is the enemy and that the Borg themselves as individuals are only, the, they're not monsters, but they're victims. The victims, yes. Victims of everything. Which is kind of a, it happens very quickly, but it was still kind of a cool thing to see him resolve that in his mind that, you know, see it from a different point of view. Right, that everybody's a victim, not a, yeah. not a monster. Because I think even he said, I, I didn't think... You know, us. Um, he said something. Something about assimilation was even that possible, or that kind of de-assimilation was possible. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, it's funny. You know, it's kind of funny. It makes, makes you wonder if that's why, if that's why Picard kind of went off on his own after TNG and the Mars thing. If he, and that's why he went just to, that enough. Well, not just that, but he, you know, he he feels that all ex Borg and Borg are monsters. So did he feel that about himself? So he just kind of wanted to get into seclusion. He was kind of a depressing type thing, you know what I mean? Or maybe... He, and he didn't want to hurt anybody? It could be, or it could be maybe he saw the sense in the same way after the attack. I, I don't know. See, I, I always... Even though he defended him on that, that show afterwards, I always thought that um, the synth thing was, was a difficult for him because not only did they destroy his mission to save the Romulans, but they also... Um, if you if you know anything about TNG, his or any of the movies, even they they state that his family helped settle Mars. So it's kind of a personal attack now, you know, on his deep core, you mm -hmm. know, his family history and, and everything. So I I think he I don't know. I think he kind of gives up because he he feels like he's fought the battle for so long, maybe, and then the he never he just never thought that the Starfleet would give up on him, maybe. You yeah, know, okay. Turn the back on him. I don't know. Um, all right. So, <clears throat> also, I did also like. I think I mentioned this earlier. I did like how the through this whole episode, especially, you see the board cube actually moving. Yeah. See the little square parts, mm -hmm. like the puzzle itself moving, which was a nice visual. I thought. All right. So let's move on to Doctor Girardi and what I call the madness of Doctor Girardi. Um, it seems like to me, Brian, while everybody else is trying to unlock themselves from their cube she is falling deeper into it she's imprisoning herself further, right like further. hers just keeps getting messed up more yeah, messed up more yeah. and more messed up um 
She's feeling her emotional state is now worse because she has to cover up the murder slash death of Maddox. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's lying right to Picard the whole time, and she's emotional about it. And Picard thinks she's emotional about it because they were connection, but in reality, she murdered him. Right. And, you know, she murdered the man she loved, apparently. And then she turns to Chris Rios, which we find out his name is Chris. You pointed that out earlier. Yep. Uh, just to feel something different, other than the guilt and pain, even for a few hours, she decides to sleep with him. <laughs> well, see, I don't think I don't think that was a, I think that was actually plotted out you think she's sleeping with him to get get to, his advantage or yes something? to get his to get his vote if there, if there is something down the line where they say they don't believe her the captain would be like I believe her you know because yeah that was that was my thought when that happened because I was like you think she's well that manip- was fast well you think she's that manipulative yeah hmm I think she's that smart I don't know if but you know what I mean like I think I think she set herself up that if there is a, some something down the line, and that something down the line, I think is going to be this next week on, and it's going to be Troy sent, telling Picard, "Hey, there's something wrong with her." Yeah. Right. And then Rios is going to say, "There's nothing wrong with her." Blah blah blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's. Yeah, how, that, how that's why be. she did it. It wasn't so much to right relieve herself. Right, because mm-hmm. she, you know, she also said that, um, my dad. I I used to bother my dad. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do about it? Oh, you just had to deal with it. Did he, or did you kill your dad too? <laughs> see, I don't see her as a monster or an absolute murderer or psycho. I think she's becoming one, or yeah. just bring it back out of her. Maybe that—that's a possibility. I just think that she, whatever she saw, is so horrific that she feels, and then because she's personally involved in that, a part of her is in these these twins. That you know, she she has to do something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm looking at it too innocently. I don't know because I want to want her to be. Right, well, there's, I mean, there's no bad way to look at it because they're not telling us yet. That's true, but but I don't know. It, it could go if she's that manipulative. Then hats off to her, I guess, <laughs> for being extra evil than I thought. Um, so I don't know, but anyway, but that leads to just really though by her sleeping together, they're kind of at tension with each other. At least I thought so. Anyway. Um, you know, there's there, because even Eleanor knows I can feel the tension between you two, right? And, and I don't think it's sexual tension anymore. I think it's more of that that awkwardness, right? Uh, you yeah. know, that comes with that that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get weird, is it? Oh no, no, it got weird. It got, <laughs> it got, it got, weird. It got weird. It got weird. It got weird. So I think that just complicates her, though, and I think that leaves her even more isolated than she was before. Yeah. So that's just my way of looking at. It. But you got an interesting point of view. She's using that as a. It's a tactic to move for move her agenda forward. Mm-hmm. So, and speaking of Rios, let's talk about uh, Rios and Rafi here for a minute. Um, even though Rafi's able to get Picard that diplomatic status he need to get back on the ship, you can see she's a complete wreck. Though she can't stand because she's been drinking. She's back on the snake weed or whatever mm-hmm. the hell right. that is. Um, she's just a complete wreck, and she, you know. Actually, it's Rios that helps her back to her quarters. Mm-hmm. It's Rios that puts her back to bed. It's Rios that hears her conversation about her son and her rejection and, and all this. It's almost kind of like an AA meeting. Is that how you felt like, um, in a way? I don't think it was an AA meeting more so. As they, we already knew they were friends. Yeah. <clears throat> because she was the one that got the ship. Right. 
So I don't think it was more. I don't think it was more. I think it was more of more of a friend. They get friend moment Friendly where it was like, you know, you didn't even know this. Blah blah blah. Like we used to be. You know, we were so close, and you didn't even know that I had a kid. Yeah. You know what does that say? Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, I think I don't. I don't think it was uh, a meeting. Not really. No, no, you think it was more of a friend intervention, maybe, or because I think yeah, Picard yeah. asked him to look after. Yeah, yeah. Too, it was, right? it was, it was, it was like I would say a friend intervention where he you know, he pulled the whiskey away. Yeah. And he was like, no, no. Here's your coffee yeah, <laughs> in yeah, the next morning. Coffee. Yeah. Because he's there then when she wakes up too. Yeah. It's like he's been there the whole time. Um. So I don't know, but anyway, I think. Uh, um. But Rios is kind of confessing to her even after she falls asleep. You know, you're like, well, you're not the only one that's going about it the wrong way. He's kind of right. working out his own problems. Yeah, and I wonder if that, I wonder if that does that deals with him sleeping with her, the doctor. That's why he's talking to her about it. Well, you know, what I mean, that's what he's saying, like going about things the wrong way. Like, yeah, he's sulking in his book and whatever. Yeah, and kicking a soccer ball. Dude, and then, and then so, relief, yeah, yeah, and then so he so he doesn't deal with it. He's going to do the same thing. And he's going to they're reaching for outside stuff to take away their mind from the other things that are going on around them. Could be. Very, very possible. Um, all right, so let's, again, though, I think they're going to kind of work out their Rubik's Cubes together. That's how they, they're going to deal anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's talk about the, uh, the the last scene real quick. This is the only scene we're going to talk about because it's, it's kind of interesting. Uh Picard, even though he's never seen it before, he recognizes this room that they go to as the Queen's Cell slash chamber. And I think even Hugh says something like, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's like, you've never been here before, but you know everything about it. Well, that's what Hugh said. Yeah. He's the same thing. Yeah. He's never been here before Before either. either. But he knows everything about it. He knows everything about it because of the collective. And And everybody knows everything. Yeah, because he's like, it's just there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But apparently uh, he's kept it secret from the rest of the Romulans this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, it contains a special device, and uh, forgive me, spatial trajector. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a window that'll take you anywhere. It's like a Stargate. Yeah, like a Stargate instantly. Anywhere in the galaxy. Well, it was, it was in a, within a certain um, within a certain distance. It was like 47... Yeah. yeah 47,000 light years or something. Whatever, whatever it was, it was... I'd say within this, your galaxy. I well, they, they, put, they, they put a limit on it, so it's not just endless, but... It wasn't infinite. But, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and they throw a little uh, little Star Trek nugget in here because um, Hugh's like, yeah, but there's been one change, and that's when he brings up the thing, and he's like, this was after your time because <laughs> you, you won't remember this. And he's like, this was assimilated from the... Seek. I can never do this. Sakarians. Sakarians, which I looked up online because I was like, I bet this is has to do with another up another show. And sure enough, last scene in Star Trek Voyager. So this race is we've seen this technology, I guess, before, and we've seen this race before in Voyager. I'm not a huge Voyager fan, so I don't remember the episode. But nevertheless, there's a right. little, little Star Trek nugget for the super fans out there. Um, and apparently, it was meant as a I don't know, a quick getaway if the Queen should ever need it. I guess right so um and then picard decides to go to a planet where we now know from next week's previews is where riker's at mm-hmm. and that's where he's escaping and him and soji escape and hugh and elnor decide to stay behind because number one hugh needs time to shut everything down rehide the room from the romulans mm-hmm. and cover their tracks essentially so because i think the last thing you'd want is that kind of technology definitely 
not in the Romulan's hands, much less the Tal Shiar or whatever, the right. Dagmash or whatever the, yeah. the heck they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, overall, Brian, I, I, I don't know about you, but I thought this was was a pretty good episode. What, what do you think? What are your final thoughts on the grades there? Um, final thoughts on grades. Um, this episode kind of stayed in line with the last episode. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe maybe a little less. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole like a, the whole false dream uh, meditation session. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for that. Got three for a loop. Yeah, uh, I really did like the queen's chamber, but like we were talking, mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen like the queen come down for some reason. I mean, I wouldn't be. Yeah. It probably wouldn't have happened. But I would have liked to have seen something happen Triggers, where, like, a little blinking light or something. Yeah, like just anything that would have like hinted at the queen being aware, or, 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 or Hugh saying, Hugh saying, "Well, that's weird. This blinking light wasn't blinking before, before, and because we saw the other, the other Borg activate, activate with all the stuff, and then we saw another one when Picard was walking through, and one of them go, Lacutus, like, yeah, like it was just something that to do." on a board ship is a Lacutus. Right. But it was just one of those things like I was like, hmm. we, we kind of figure it's going to play into a little bit, but how much is it really going to play in? You know, the Borg. But I would like to have seen something like that or seen like, you know, an arm of the queen or something, yeah. something that to give us a little, a little hint that we're going to get the queen in this. I would have liked to have seen, or maybe even at the very last episode where, you know, she re- you actually see her, and like she, she's like, she just goes Picard, or she goes Lacutus, or something like that. You know, turn because the actress is still alive. I, I can't remember her name, but um, that does the board queen, so that would be kind of cool. You know, it's like a cliffhanger. You know, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden she's like oh, Lacutus, so, you know, or something. You know, she just kind of pops up her head, like she's doing something, and then she stops, like you know, tremor in the force, tremor in the collective, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah. I don't know, but um, my final thoughts of grace for Picard, uh, I'll give it a solid 8. I really enjoyed, I, I, I like how all the characters are dealing with some sort of, like I said, like a, everything was around the cube, it was all about puzzles and unlocking things, or locking themselves even further in, I thought. Uh, I like that theme, but I really enjoyed the most about this was Picard coming face to face with Locutus and his dark side, so to speak. You know, and, and having to really see Picard in a completely different light is is just being terrified and scared, um, and just being really human about the the whole situation. Uh, just something we haven't seen yet. So that that's new. That's cool. That's something uh, to. Uh, uh, that I just really enjoyed, so I'm gonna give it a solid eight, I think, and uh, I'm really looking forward to the next episode because I think the next episode will be it'll be cool to see Troy. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see Riker. I'm excited to see where right, you know, the action pickup. I think this one had just enough action. Maybe a little more action would be better, maybe, but yeah. still solid eight, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, all right, B. So, um, real quick before we go, where can you find us? Uh, and here's my nice blind graphic for the blind uh the best place to go is www.number4midwestguys.com that's our website uh there all of our podcasts are listed in chronological order whether they're video or audio uh everything's there one-stop shop uh but more importantly there are links to our facebook to our twitter to our youtube to our instagram uh pretty much any kind of uh media uh social media out there we are on it mm-hmm. and there are links on there for you to follow like and subscribe especially uh apple podcasts 
uh, as well as our Podbean, uh, which is where our RSS feed is for the audio. So we do video on YouTube. We do audio on everything else. We're on iTunes or TuneIn, uh, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio now. Yep. Um, so Stitcher, we're on all the big boys now. So all you got to do is type in four Midwest guys to find us there. However, if you are looking for us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash number four Midwest guys. Uh, on Twitter, you can find us at the number four Midwest guys. Uh, you can find myself at bwilly1977. That's my personal account. Brian, where can they find you? At Inkzone. And you can find uh, us on uh, Instagram at four underscore Midwest underscore guys. Good old fashioned uh, Gmail uh, is uh, four Midwest guys at gmail.com. And we do have a voicemail as well, and I need to put that on the graphic. Um, so I'll be on there next week, I promise. I'll find room somewhere. I don't know where, but I'll find room somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway as you can see the the main theme here to take away is four midwest guys is all you got to search for and google search for on youtube as well right now we're pushing youtube really hard please hit the bell hit the like subscribe uh we're looking to try to get our first hundred followers there as well so that's our first kind of goal with our our new youtube and video um brian anything you want to add to that uh no sure nothing i need to add to that i was kind of gonna try to find your uh your phone over there. Oh, you're trying to look up the uh, the voicemail line? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm bad about updating graphics, by the way. You'll find out. Um, I, I know it's 859. 859-363-5952. There you go. 859, was it 363-59? 363 Uh So there, you can actually leave an actual voicemail. If it's about whether it's about Picard or one of our other shows or any tips, how we're doing, progress reports, all that fun stuff, leave it there. If it's a really good voicemail, we'll we'll even put it online, especially if it's about one of the shows. And we'll, yeah, we'll whether it's it. about this show or Ang Zone, which is right on the screen back there. Oh darn, I did it again. Speaking <laughs> of graphics, there you go. While we're promoting the Ang Ang Show on on Picard show, uh, but yeah, if this is a way to let your uh, your voice be heard, so uh, literally. So make sure you, you use that. Again, that's 859. What was it? 363? 363-5952. All right. Well, Brian, thanks for joining us, sir. Thanks for having me, man. And this is B. Willie saying live long and prosper. And uh, we'll see you all next time.